Broadcasting around the world on the World Wide Web. Yeah. Broadcasting live from the Joseph Network Studios in downtown Medina, Tennessee. It's that time of week again. It's time for the Josie Show. Bringing you the most exciting music news and guests from around the world. Right here on the Josie Show. Please make welcome. Beautiful, talented, the lovely, America's radio sweetheart, Mrs. Josie Asentino Boone. Hello, everyone. It's Josie Passantino Boone. Welcome to another episode of The Josie Show. Today's guests are our friends, our friend Margie Singleton, who actually was at the Josie Music Awards. She won a hall, one of our Hall of Fames. She's an incredible artist who has been doing this for so long, and she has a new album out. So we're going to talk all about that. Lee Nash. We also have Lee Nash, who is the former lead singer of the famed 90s group Sixpence, None the Richer. And we have Garth Brooks tribute artist Brian Mabry. So tune in to the whole show to hear from these incredible artists and hear some of their music. So let's play our very first interview we have with Margie Singleton. Please welcome to the show Margie Singleton. Hi, Margie. Hey, Josie. It's been a long time. It really has. I think the last time that I saw you in person, pre-COVID, <laughs> was in 2017 at the Nissan Stadium, where you actually were inducted into our Hall of Fame. That was such a wonderful surprise. I had been nominated for the Josie Award. I didn't get that, but when y'all called me up, I thought, what's going on, you know? I'm so honored by that, and Thank you for being instrumental in making it happen. Oh, anytime. I mean, it was really well deserved because you have been in. Thank this, you. You're welcome. I mean, you've been in this business for so long, and you are <laughs> still, like you said, you're still kicking because you have a new EP out called Never Mind. Tell us all about it. My son Stephen has been in the business all his life as well as I have been. Right. He's been in the production end of it, studio work, work for BMI. Of course, I've been in the writing and singing and performing. And he, you know that I got married when I was 13 years old, and I had my first son, Stephen, when I was 14. So I'm 14 years older than him. I told him he's catching up with me, but he (laughs) wanted to know. He said, I don't like retirement. He retired from BMI, and he said, how about us just taking your house? I'm here by myself. He said, why don't I put a studio Mm -hmm. in your house? And we were going to do it down in our music room but it was a little bit noisy down there because of the the heating unit. So we had to take my living room and dining room and make the studio. This is what we did during COVID. Mm. It was really a good time for us to rebond and to write good songs. And it just really carried us through. We didn't worry about having to get out because, you know, we we were doing what we wanted to do. And the Nevermind song, of course, is kind of autobiographical. It sums up my my life being born in Cushata, Louisiana in 19, never mind. <laughs> and that's where it came from. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> it is such a great EP. So I hope everyone checks it out. It's available everywhere. Oh, 
so God has been good to me, Josie. He really has and given me the, the ability to continue writing my song and recording. And I've just been blessed. Amen. And you just prove, though, that, you know, age is really just a number. I mean, if music is something that you want to pursue, it doesn't matter how old you are. You're like, I am doing this and I'm putting out another EP. <laughs> so watch yes. me world. Yes. Yes. Uh, the the fire's still burning. Yeah. It lit in me when I was a teenager, and it's been burning ever since. Music is my life. Of course, after God and my family, music is third, but I, I don't want to have to live without any of those things. And I've been fortunate that I can. That's all I've ever done all my life is perform. And when my husband, Leon, actually died back in 2013, I almost wasn't able to come back. Right. because I had been taking care of him from 2006 to 2013, me and our my friend and our manager, Linda Denny. I didn't think I could ever get back on, on a stage again. Fortunately, God and my family so different. The Lord gave me songs for the CD that I had out on the other side of life, yeah. and it was written a song about Leon passing and it just uh, rekindled the flame and that I have for music and I'm grateful that I don't have to live without it. What have you been doing? Oh my goodness, same old, same old really, just doing interviews Girl, in the Josie Music Awards. you've been busy. Yeah. I've been wanting to come up to Dollywood to see y'all. But, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully one day we're able to, you know, uh, get together again because, man, you were you are just absolutely the sweetest. I mean, you you hugged me right when I met you. You were just a doll. Oh, so. <laughs> we loved you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I hugged you. You're huggable. Well, good. <laughs> you are too. You are too. And I have to say, you are such an inspiration inspiration to me you know just as a as a woman I mean grow, growing up you know as a woman in country music just starting out for you I'm sure there were so many difficulties and obstacles that you had to face so mm-hmm. what was that like for you just starting out as a woman in country music just had this plan in my mind yeah and my ex-husband Shelby Singleton he picked up on my dream and he went to work for the company that I was recording for and he was a go-getter as far as business is concerned. So we moved from Shreveport to Louisiana Hayride to Nashville, and we just went in the studio and, and started recording. That's what he did. He was an A&R director for Mercury. Fortunately, he got in the business through me, and I got into doing what I did recording through him. We just were a team. Of course, he cut the album on George Jones and I, Duets Country Style. I was the first woman to do a full album with George. And I'm very proud of that. We came to Nashville as a couple whose dream was building and coming true. And it was just a a wonderful time. Jerry Kennedy, the lead session man on all of the sessions that we did. And he, when Shelby got his own label, Jerry took his job. We just all worked together. It was so wonderful. Ray Stevens, I was there on his first session. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
Ahab the Arab, I sung on. And, oh wow! Uh, Leroy Van Dyke, I sung. Wait on the corner. Oh, on that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was just there, mm-hmm. and and God was was just there watching over us, doing what I love to do. That's what it's about, really. I mean, that's truly yeah. what it's about. And you are still doing incredible things. I mean, this new EP, Nevermind, is doing so well. Everyone has rave reviews. Just five star everybody loves it so much and it is available yeah and it's available everywhere music is sold and streamed so everyone please check it out but i would also like to talk about your latest single missing you which is on this new ep can you tell us a little bit about this song it's so beautiful there again my son Stephen. he wrote this song about 15 or 20 years ago i don't really know but he had it and and he always wanted me to cut it because he knew that's the kind of music i love yeah. <laughs> he said mom you know dad's birthday's coming up the 16th of December Mm -hmm. and that's what we we had planned the release of Missing You on the 16th of December he said you know that's dad's birthday is that okay I said why not Missing You is just a song that applies to just about everybody because if it's not a spouse or a mate, it's right. a mom or a dad. Or, but we all miss people. Right. I was just going to say, it's perfect for any situation. It's very relatable. Mm-hmm. I just love seeing everything that you are doing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the coolest thing because, you know, I could tell how much you love it. You know, it's it's been a dream of yours forever. And you've worked so hard to make it a reality. I mean, you've done so many incredible things over the years. And another incredible thing about you is you're also a songwriter yourself. I seen that you've written songs for many other artists over the years with great success. So what does your songwriting process look like when you're ready to write a song? You know, what what does that look like for you? Well, you know what? There's never a day that I don't pick up my guitar. Mm -hmm. Just sing lines, sing words. And that's how I get my ideas for a song. I'll just start singing anything, you know, just gibberish. (laughs) <laughs> and all of a sudden, I find a line that, hey, that'd be a good title. Work on it. I don't think I've, I've ever just sat down and said, I'm going to write a song. Let's see, what am I going to write about? I do like the song Lie to Me that's on the EP. Brooke Benson, I wrote that back in 1962. Wow. And Brooke came to Nashville to record you know, because he wanted to get that Nashville sound mixed with the blues. He was looking for songs and I started singing Life to Me, and it was right down his alley. And he became my co-writer on that with his beautiful voice. Just made it, and it was one of my biggest records that I wrote for somebody else. And I'm just so proud of it. I've been wanting to, but this was a perfect time for it. And my, I have twin granddaughters who are 32 years old, and they sung all their lives. So I asked them to come in and sing the, the background on Life to Me. So that's my granddaughter, Sophia and Stephanie. Really? Wow. Singing in the background on, on Life to Me. And there's my son producing it. And my my other son, he came in playing tom-toms or something. You know, bongo. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. It's a family event. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that is so we cool. Were. It's leaving tracks. And that's what I want to do is leave tracks that people can can look at and say, hey, Mm -hmm. I I heard that. So, you know, back down 
through the years, you know, when you and your babies, they grow up, you can say, hey, I, I, this old lady, I, I talked to her and I played her stuff. <laughs> For sure. I mean, who wouldn't, though? I mean, it's just, you've had so, so many great albums over the years and songs and I think I, I just love your story I mean I, that's you know that's one of the main things I wanted to have you back on was because you just have so many incredible stories and I love that you're very family oriented I mean your whole family really does have the music bug inside of them you know what I mean I think that is the coolest thing and I hope everyone goes and checks you out after the show I you're, hope they do too I might yeah. say too they can also find me on MargieSingletonMusic.com if they want to order through through that but but it's better to go through the other other venues like Amazon and iTunes, YouTube, and all that. But uh, I do have my own YouTube channel. I, I just hope that they will give it a listen. I know you have lots and lots of listeners. Uh, this is an honor for me to get mm. to talk to them through you. And I, I hope they will look at my website. My music family has helped me so much because... They don't want me to drive into Nashville oh, yeah. after dark. Right, I hear them. I hear but it. When I, I did it. the shows, mm-hmm. when we were able to do the show, the Jamboree, Midnight Jamboree, and mm-hmm. the Nashville Palace, Joe Rucker or Scott Sexton, mm-hmm. they would come by and pick Margie up, take me in, you know. Yeah. Like I was their ward, but they're very protective of me. They're just wonderful. Just wonderful. I've named those few people and probably all the others are going to say, you didn't mention my name, but they know who they are and they know their love. (laughs) Things that I've mentioned stand out as as always being there when I need them. Oh, by the way, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. I'm writing a book. No. Yes, I am. Oh, I am so excited. Is this going to be like um, a memoir, like a life story type situation? Yeah, it's going to be different. It's not going to be like a normal book. Right. It's called, it's going to be like uh, anecdotes. I'm going to have one section of just anecdotes, Mm -hmm. road stories and that. I have gotten people to write their perception of Margie that have known me for years have a section like that. I'm not telling any deep, dark secrets, but it's going to be some fun things in there that will kind of shock people. Not shock them, but maybe you serious? Right. <laughs> things we may not know about you. Yeah, for Marky sure. did that. Right. <laughs> There's one that Scott Sexton says if I didn't put in the book, he was going to tell about it. So <laughs> I put it in the book. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, I can't wait to read that. I am definitely going to buy myself a copy. I'm going to make sure all oh, of my good. friends and family get it, too. <laughs> that would be awesome, honey. I appreciate it. I don't know yet what I'm going to call it. This young lady I met five years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I was going home to Shreveport, Louisiana, on a plane, me and my, my manager, Linda Denny. And this young woman, she was on the plane, and Linda is such a promoter of Margie and Leon. Well, Leon's gone, so she continues. And so by the time we got from Nashville to Shreveport, Mm -hmm. this this girl, Laura Gerard, she knew everything there was to know about Margie. So so she has wanted to write my memoirs ever since. And Mm -hmm. 
She teaches abroad. She was in Saudi Arabia at that time. She's from here, but she she likes to teach abroad. And so she uh, came home this time and from Sudan, where she was. And she said, please let me write that. I'm going to stay. If you'll just let me write it, I'll stay in the States as long as I have to, to do it. Wow. And I said, okay, it's time. Two months, she was here most every day. Since Christmas, she hasn't been here much because she visited her parents and her, her friends. And you are just a, such such a beautiful soul. And I want to thank you so much for it. It's been an honor to me, you know, honor for me to be able to talk about your story and Aww. your latest projects. And please come back again, okay? You're welcome anytime. You're just precious, and I love you. And your love mom, you. you just thank her, and I appreciate this more than you know. And just let everybody know know about Margie and mm-hmm. and where they can get my CD and everything, and I appreciate it. You know it. It is my pleasure. We absolutely love you. And please, everyone, check out the new EP, Nevermind, available everywhere music is sold and streamed. And check out MargieSingletonMusic.com, the wonderful website. Please check it out. And you're also on Facebook, so please make sure you find Margie everywhere. And thanks again. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. God bless. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Now, we have the title track of the brand new EP by Margie Singleton called Nevermind. So, let's play it.
love Margie Singleton. Please make sure you check out the new EP, Never Mind. Ah, she's such an inspiration to so many. All right, up next, I want to bring you my interview with Lee Nash, who I'm sure you may all recognize. She was the former lead singer of the famed 90s group, Sixpence None the Richer, and she has a brand new single out that we're going to talk all about. So please welcome Lee Nash. Please welcome to the Josie Show my guest, Lee Nash. Hi, Lee. Josie, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, I have been looking forward to this because we love your new single, Good Trouble, with Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Ruby Amafu. We love her. So can you share with us the inspiration behind this song that is much needed to be heard? Really? Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, over the summer, as you know, many terrible, terrible things happen on the racial front. And, and instead of us going on about our lives like like we may have tended to do before, nobody was going to work and we had kind of a front row seat to these atrocities, um, starting with Ahmaud Aubrey, um, and, and Brianna Taylor and, uh, and just went on and on. It just yeah. seemed to be a nightmare we weren't, you know, able to, to get past. And, um, so I was grieving with the rest of the country and through prayer and silence, I really didn't feel like I had much of a voice other than to watch what was happening, observe it, um, which I think is, is a really important thing for artists to do as much as get active is just observe. So, you know, what the temperature is and, and maybe if there is something to say, you kind of know what to say, hopefully. And then John Lewis, one of my favorite people, politicians, um, activists, humans. Um, he passed away in July, and so they kept airing speeches of his. And, of course, there's a famous line that he talked about getting into good and necessary trouble. And um, and that just seemed like a really great jumping-off point that inspired the song Good Trouble. Oh, it's such a beautiful song. I urge everybody to hear it. We are going to play it a little bit later on for everybody. Oh, thank you. You're very thank welcome. You. And it's so well-written. It was written by you, Matt Mayer, and, of course, Ruby Amanfu. So tell us how this all came to be. How did you all meet? Well, Matt and I share a manager, and I um, <laughs> I feel kind of ignorant because she's been my manager for like three years, and I knew Matt Marr is, I know he's very successful, and I've known that for a while, but I didn't know like how successful of a Christian artist he is, so I've just sort of been, you know, like, hey, I'd like to get together with Matt, and she's my manager, so I think I've taken it for granted that I have such a, you know, like a great guy to go to when I have these ideas, and just be like, hey, I have, a, I have a wild hair. Do you mind if I come over and work on this? And he's always been so gracious and free and creative and just being like, okay, Lee, got a weird idea. Let's chase it down. And <laughs> he's so smart and sensitive. And so, yeah, I had I had started some lines and knew where I wanted, I knew where I wanted to go with it. And he helped me to get there. Mm-hmm. We were like, okay, well, we may never finish this song because we need a black voice. And for me, especially, I felt really awkward calling someone up and saying, hey, I, I'm looking for for a black person. It just felt mm-hmm. weird and awkward and wrong. And, and I don't think it is wrong. It just, I think it's wrong that it felt wrong. And, mm-hmm. but days before that, a friend that you know, really more of an acquaintance, Ruby Amantu, I had noticed on her 
social, one of her social media pages that's personal, she was commenting that she was feeling fearful um, going out with her family and, and that yeah. something that they love to do is go fishing. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about my community, which is a small town here in Tennessee. And I remember crying when I read her post just thinking disbelief and, and once again being made to realize this is some this is somebody's reality that I know and it's millions of people's reality and it's not something that I think about generally and I have a son and it's not it's not something I have to talk to him about it just it really hit me and hopefully a lot of people on a really deep level just the disparity and the change that that just simply has got to come and um that we are way overdue for a massive change and and so anyway I I had I had read that um that post from Ruby so she came to my on my way home from writing the song with Matt and we had a, an empty verse and so I called a friend that is really close with Ruby and I was like do you think that she would mind if I just asked her like would you mind seeing if this inspires you to write to write a verse and to contribute your perspective into this and and she she has her own I mean I love to hear her speak about it she speaks so beautifully about about mm-hmm. her whole side of it but within 45 minutes I had this verse back from her that just tore my heart open and was so beautiful and so honest which is what Ruby is I think at the core she is she is very honest and um, even to the point where she told me when I was sending her the song she said I'll let you know don't worry I'm not gonna sugarcoat it if I don't want to do it I'm not gonna do it she didn't say it in a mean way but but I got it and I respected her so much for it and in any way whatever happened something beautiful came of it and like I said really you know that day the song was finished and I definitely give God every ounce of credit um God and John Lewis (laughs) uh, for making all all of this song that I hope touches them and makes them crave the kind of change that we need Absolutely. I got to say, you, Matt, and Ruby are the dream team. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. I never thought we, I don't think we ever thought right. that we might be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of people would probably be the dream team if we just, you know, were, had the opportunity to work together. So this exactly. this was really wonderful. Yes. Great things happen when you reach out. You know what I mean? To yes. people. Yes. And, and I think this was just such a beautiful full fit. And Good Trouble is available now everywhere music is sold and streamed. It's on all the platforms, right? That's right. Yes, perfect. Right now. Yes, so get it, get it. I promise you, you will love it. It actually premiered on People. How cool is that? It was so cool. I know. And they, they called me uh, Kiss Me Singer is how it started. And I was like, man, wouldn't it be wonderful? I think I woke up this morning. I've been waking up lately just with my heart, just like a balloon, just super, super happy and thankful that this all happened. And I, I was dreaming, I, what if someday I'm referred to as Good Trouble Singer? <laughs> <laughs> right. It, but I'm happy to be Kiss Me Singer. That's fine, too. But yeah, I was mm-hmm. super happy that people talked about it. That was a very big deal. Yes, and it is getting some great response already. It's been featured on Glamour and E! News. So people are hearing it. It is getting out there. It really is. So I'm happy about that. Mm -hmm. Very happy. Yes. And I wanted to ask, will there be a music video maybe down the line for Good Trouble? I think that would be beautiful. Yeah, there'll definitely be more content, more visual content. We worked on something this week, and it was a lot of fun. Anytime I get to work with Ruby, it's like I'm doing high kicks. I get so excited. Mm -hmm. Um, She's so fun to be around and has the best fun. And um, uh, there will be some visual content coming. 
perfect. I am so looking yes. forward to that. And thank you. You're welcome. And you are an incredible songwriter. I know that you love to write. What does your process look like when you're ready to write, pen to paper? What gets you in the zone, so to speak? Well, I, lately it's it's been, you know, honest goodness, inspiration, and I wait for it. I'm a believer, and as I've gotten older, I got to start out in music very young. I was only 14 or 15 and now I'm in my early 40s and so and I've got you know my child is 17 and so as just as a woman my life is changing so much the landscape looks so different as a songwriter yeah I just I want it to mean something really big or I don't really want to do it at all so we'll see I may I may change courses but yeah I just sort of wait for something beautiful and something my mom has always told me over the years when I've been upset about this or that just little things she said just keep your eyes on what is eternal and I love is eternal so I, I like to write about things that are that are hopefully gonna be meaningful um, after I'm gone yes and I'm sure plenty more material more music solo projects coming from you in the future yes Yes, for sure. We will keep our eyes out. <laughs> we will keep our eyes <laughs> peeled. Yeah. Eyes and ears. I'm yes. <laughs> super excited. Yes. I love it. And I have to say, you have such a dedicated fan base who love you, you know, your past and now, you know, your music, your solo projects, and also from your time in Sixpence, None the Richer. Yes. Do you have a sweet fan moment that stands out in your mind? There's a million. Right. I, I love our fans and people who have stuck by me all these years so much and so get running into anyone that like has the original shirt from like 1992 it's like oh my gosh and typically I remember the person and I'm like I remember when I sold you that shirt <laughs> I believe you still have it that is so cool. and that I mean that in like the the highest regard Absolutely. Um, there's been so many wonderful moments and we've gotten to travel all over the world and a lot of my favorite moments have been in um, in Japan and Indonesia and the Philippines for some reason I just adore the people over there and of course here in the states that you know goes without saying I've developed some great relationships with people and, and just really appreciate people's loyalty and sticking by me if I'm doing a country record or <laughs> or a hymns record or a pop record people um sticking by me and it means everything it means i can i've been able to feed my kid all these years so yeah and now he's a giant six one <laughs> giant child he's not Love a child it. anymore right yeah <laughs> so uh, it's amazing that's so amazing so, yeah. How sweet, how sweet. Well, you are loved. And for those who want to connect with you, I know you have a website. You're all over social networking sites. So where can yes. people find you? Give all those links. <laughs> the best way is Lee Bird Nash uh, Instagram. I'm the most prolific there, and you'll find the most updates. But definitely Facebook as well, which is Lee Bingham Nash. Did you get that? Bingham is spelled kind of weird. It's B-I-N-G-H-A-N. But, yeah, Lee Bingham Nash on Facebook. Lee Bird Nash, like a bird in the sky on Instagram. Perfect, perfect. Please find her, add, subscribe, follow, like, all of the above. Thank you. Follow her everywhere. <laughs> and I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me today. I appreciate of it. Of course. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. And Good Trouble is available everywhere music is sold and streamed, so get it now, and we're going to play it for you here shortly. So stay tuned, and thanks again, Lee. Absolutely. Thank you, and you take care. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Here we go, everybody. Here is Lee Nash and Good Trouble.
And we are back. That was beautiful. That was Good Trouble by my guest, Lee Nash. That was featuring Ruby Amanfu, two incredible talents. So please make sure you check them both out everywhere you can find music. So go get Good Trouble. All right. Up next, we have our next guest, Brian Mabry. And we'll be right back in just a second uh, to talk a little bit about the Josie Music Awards upcoming JMAs. (laughs) Here we go. Here is Brian Mabry. Please welcome to the Josie Show my guest, Brian Mabry. Hi. Hi, how are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. So let's dig right in. You do some work as a Garth Brooks tribute artist. What got you interested in becoming a tribute artist? Well, I was just mesmerized by Garth Brooks when he came out. He just did all the stuff that, you know, I was I was big into rock music uh, back then. I liked country music, but I just didn't know if I could do it, you know. And then when I saw Garth doing it, I was like, wait a minute. That's yeah. something I can do. I feel like, you know, I sound close to him. My voice, you know, was right, right there with his. So I just started adding some Garth stuff to my other, you know, my original show. And then people kept requesting more Garth, more Garth. And I said, well, I'll just put together a whole Garth Brooks tribute show because he announced retirement in 2001. I said, why not? Right. I mean, it's it's, an, it's really nice tribute to him. And I'm sure it's much appreciated, you know, because you get to keep the music alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, yep. it's, it's a great way to do that and show your appreciation for an artist. And how long have you been working as a, a tribute artist? Since uh, 2005. Very nice. Very nice. And still going strong. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And your band uh, for this is called, it's called Wild Horses. Is that correct? That's right. I love it. <laughs> nice name. <laughs> of course, of course. Yes. And what kind of stuff do you really appreciate about Garth Brooks? Were you just really into his music? I was really into his music, yeah. And uh, like every song he put out, I, I loved it. And yeah. then, uh, you know, I saw him in some interviews and-, and he was such a sincere man, you know. Right. That meant a lot to me. And I was like, you know, I could really do this in tribute to him because he is a good person. Absolutely, he is. And you have a show coming up in March. Can you tell us a little bit about what the audience can expect? Yes, March 27th, we're going to be playing the Ruffin Theater in uh, Covington, Tennessee. When they come to this show, we have a full sound and light show. We have smoke, fog, you know, everything, strobe lights, lasers. We got the whole Garth Brooks show. Mm-hmm. So uh, when they come, if they just sit back, watch close, and hang on, because we're going to give them a wild ride. You have the whole experience going, too. You do not mess around. You have the whole right. thing happening. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get, I get, get my clothes from the same people that made his clothes wow. back then. So I have the same exact outfits that he wore. That's so, yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. Yes. I love that. I love that, you know, you're not going to just a show. It's an experience. You know what I mean? Like, you can really get lost in, in the performance. And Yes. And, and I, think, I think everyone really needs to uh, join in on this. So this is March 27th at 7 p.m. at the Ruffin Theater in Covington, Tennessee. And tickets are $10, right? Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, you know, that, that ticket price is, is pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I told them it's a 400 and 30 seat theater. I told him I'd rather have 400 people in there at $10 than 200 people in there at $20. Right, right. I mean, more you can fit in there, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. More people to enjoy it. And, and that is a really great price for what you're getting. Yeah. And another thing that I wanted to mention, you know, on top of your Garth Brooks tribute artist, you yourself, you make your own music as well. I know that there you have an original uh, out called This Guitar. Can you tell us a little bit about this song? Yeah, that song is, it was a collaboration with a few people. The story in that song is about a guy who played music and then, uh, you know, he went through his prime playing music. Mm-hmm. 
And then he goes through, his son is actually watching him play the music in his later days, and he comes off stage, and he talks about how he lost a wife and a family and three mm. kids. And, you know, it's just, it's an amazing tune. Touching, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to yeah. play that here shortly for everyone. Okay. Great. Yes. And where can people go to find out more about you and your music? I know you're all over social media, right? Yeah, yeah. Search my name on Google. It'll pop up a lot of stuff. Brian Mabry, B-R-I-A-N-M-A-B-R-Y. You can search that on YouTube, mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I mean, it, it. I'm all over it. Yes, you are. Everyone, please make sure you go and check out Brian Mabry. You will not regret it. I promise you. And for those out there who want to maybe see you live, of course, March 27th at 7 7 p.m., but do you do any, like, online live shows? I know a lot of people are doing those nowadays with COVID (laughs) and all of that. Yeah, Yeah, we haven't done any. Uh, Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll do an acoustic show on Facebook Live or something like that where I just do a couple songs with a guitar. But uh, as far as our big show, you know, it's, it's a major setup. We have to have a major venue. Yeah. I can't set that up in my garage. I hear you. <laughs> and, and, and do an online event. So I'd like to. I would, but I just don't have yeah. anywhere to do it. I hear you. And I have a fun question for you um, because you are a great entertainer. Um, you know, you perform all the time. So I wanted to ask you if you have any funny or embarrassing onstage moments that you can recall, something that just did not go as planned live and in person. <laughs> it <happens. laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, well, there's one story I can't tell, but right, there are right. many that I can. Uh, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> when, you're, when you're performing, you're singing, you know, and, and you memorize all these words and all these guitar chords and, you know, mm-hmm. all the music. And then in the middle of the song, someone from the crowd wants to talk to you and ask you a question. Oh, yeah. And they don't realize that you're really thinking about what you're supposed to say next. Mm -hmm. So when they ask you that question and you try to answer them, or even if you don't answer them, you just nod and you'll say to yourself, I'll answer them later. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you come back for that next line and it's not there, it's just like, can you guys help me out here? (laughs) (laughs) Sing sing with me. Help me out. Help help a brother out. Yeah. yeah, I know you guys know this song. Come on, help me out here. Oh, it's too funny. <laughs> it's, it must be difficult because I'm I'm not a performer at all, but I can't imagine you know being able to remember all the lyrics, you know your chords, what you're supposed to do on stage. I mean that's that's a very difficult thing to do. You know what I mean? So it's, it's impressive. <laughs> it is. It is. It's difficult. It is, uh, especially with the Garth Tribute Show, because it's it's choreographed. You know, every maybe not every single step, but every time I start walking in a direction, there's a reason why I'm walking in that direction. Right. And uh, I do that every show. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot to remember. It is. It is. And remember, everyone, here are the show details, so please make sure you write it down. March 27th at 7 p.m., the Ruffin Theater in Covington, Tennessee. Tickets are $10. Please make sure you see Brian Mabry. He is incredible as a Garth Brooks tribute artist. Also has his own originals thrown in the mix as well. So please make sure you check him out. And Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show and chatting with me today. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, anytime. Please come back anytime, okay? You're always welcome. Okay. All right. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We are going to play an original song from Brian Mabry called This Guitar. So let's play that right now, and we'll be right back in just a moment with more from The Josie Show. Slowly walked on the stage His gray hair showed his age 
The Josie Show is copyrighted property of the Josie Network of Brands. It may not be duplicated, altered, or edited, sold, or aired without written consent from the Josie Show owners. Any copyright infringement of the Josie Show will be subject to legal actions.